fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, the truth always comes out in the end. You know this to be true. Your kids always tried to sneak something. They tried to hide something. They tried to lie about something, cover up something. And at the end of the day, it always comes out. The truth always comes out in the end. You cannot hide from it. It's there. It lingers. And eventually, you cannot cover up the story enough before the irregularities begin to start happening. The truth the hidden message, the actual meaning of what tries to happen always comes out in the end. And we're starting to see that now with the Democrats and their progressive agenda trying to push through all of these massive social bills, social programs, big spending packages coming out of the federal government. Welcome in. It's the Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, no matter where you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very much, your Millennial General, reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show lined up for you today. We're talking about some of my favorite stuff, which is budgets and taxes, which I know can be kind of uh But at the same time, it's important because there's a way deeper meaning that's going on right now. At the bottom of the hour, John Tobacco. He is the host of the show Wise Guys on Newsmax TV, which you can find Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on Newsmax TV. We're going to have him on the show as he was arrested recently for not wearing a mask at Staten Island, where he's from. So that's kind of interesting. We'll talk about some mask mandates. We'll also talk about the uh, socialism creeping into society that he likes to talk about on his show as well. Again, host of Wise Guys on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax TV. We'll chat with him in just a little bit. So super excited about that one. We do have some other uh, COVID news for you as well that slowly pops up in the news. And I love the bickering amongst the medical industry. The cat fight has officially begun with the new vaccines and the new booster shots. Have you gotten your booster shot now? Because that's available in most parts of the country now, at least for the Pfizer and Moderna. The Johnson & Johnson, they don't want you to do that one yet because they don't know and have enough information. But now it seems like a lot of doctors and scientists not liking the Biden's push on the booster shot just quite yet. And I find that comical. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first... The truth always comes out in the end. I want to go back to a story that I, I I like to use as a metaphor for this. Of You remember way back when, when you were in high school, and you just started driving, and you're really excited to drive, and you really need your own vehicle. It's junior, senior year of high school. You're ready to start driving. You need to go off on your own. You're tired of riding the school bus with all the other little kids. You're tired of having your parents take you or sitting there waiting for the bus or sitting there waiting for your friends to come pick you up who may have a car because they're really cool. You need to be the cool kid. I mean, you're the guy and you're trying to attract the girl and you need a car because the girl's attracted to the car at that time. You know, later on down the road, it's not as uh, impressive, especially when you're driving a Dave Ramsey hoopty. But (laughs) nonetheless, you know, you still got to try to impress the females when you're the dude. If you're the girl, you just need your space. You need, you need your space. If you're the other genders, and I don't know what is the special thing for you. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I haven't got down in hip and retro with, with that kind of mentality yet. But when you drive the car, you get your car. Here's the question. Do your parents buy you the car? Or do you save up the money and work really hard in high school in order to afford your own car? 
if the parents buy you one, then okay, that's cool. You got the nice car. I know some of my friends drove up to the, uh, drove up to the school with a Ford Mustang or you know a Dodge Charger, and I'm like, that's cool. I mean, obviously, you have a really fancy car, but I always saw the value of it based on your worth and how much you actually purchased into it. And I've told you my car. I've owned, let's see, one, two, three, four cars in my entire life. Four cars. My very first car was the best car that I ever had. It was a 1996 Pontiac Grand Am. Two-door. It was a beautiful thing. I loved the, the Pontiac. I loved the Grand Am. It was amazing. I bought it with 120,000 miles on it, and I bought it for $2,000. And my parents said that if whatever I raised, they would match that, so that way they would just double whatever I had. I raised a grand by working at a feed store. They matched a grand. We bought the car for $2,000. I drove it for years. I drove it from Colorado after high school I drove it through my two years of high school, junior, senior year. Then I drove it all the way to Ohio when I went to college. Then I drove it all the way back to Colorado to go to the broadcasting school. Then I drove it all the way to the little town of Garden City, Kansas, on the western part of the state where I first started my radio career. What was that, like 11 years ago? And I had it there, and I drove it until it had 380,000 miles on that car. And it was a beautiful car. And by golly, one of the gears stuck to where I would be at a, at a red light and holding the brake, and my engine would continue to rev because the uh, cylinder was stuck or something. I don't know. But, and it would leak antifreeze, so I'd have to check that. It would leak oil. But by golly, I love that car. My co- my college friends that still listen to the program and listen and I talk to every once in a while. They laugh at me because they say the car was held up with bumper stickers because I had literally about 60, 70 bumper stickers all over the back of it that was holding the bumper in place. And they were all political bumper stickers. I know, which was hilarious because uh, being in a progressive liberal college, they didn't like my my conservative bumper stickers too terribly much, but it was fun to rock the boat and just push those buttons because that's the kind of guy I am, which is why I think radio fits me beautifully. But the reason it lasted so long, point of the story, moral of the story, is I had the blood, sweat, and tears into it to appreciate it. Therefore, I wanted it to last because I worked a lot of hours to save up $1,000. I was making like 8 bucks an hour working at a feed store in high school selling grain, pitching bales of hay. When the big semi-load of hay would come, I'd have to stack that. I'd be lifting 50-pound bags of grain, dog feed and cow feed and horse feed. That was my job through high school. Luckily, I didn't have to do like the whole busing tables, that sort of thing. I worked at a feed store. It was a small town in the mountains, and I got to do that, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was great. But making eight bucks an hour, working a little couple hours after work every day and working the weekends, I didn't make a whole lot of money. So when I bought that car for $2,000 and a thousand of that was my cash, about every penny that I had going into that, I felt absolutely awesome. It was the best feeling in the world. And I, by golly, I took care of that car. Every 3,000 miles, I, ro- I changed the oil and I checked all the fluids. Every 6,000 miles, I rotated those tires. In fact, I really rotated the tires every 3,000 whenever I changed the oil because I wanted it to last like that. I changed the radiator in it. I changed different things. I learned. I don't, I'm not a big mechanical guy. I don't know a whole lot about cars, but I changed it. I worked on it myself. I learned because I wanted that car to last because... I purchased it. I bought it. Someone else did not buy that for me. I bought the car, and I wanted it to last. In society, looking at the grander scale, when you are contributing into society, you have a better appreciation for it. 
and you have a more appreciation for your actual tax dollars as well and what you actually get to keep because so much of it actually goes out. But when you're paying into the system, you want to make sure that it's done efficiently, which is why conservatives are so frustrated with spending bills and tax revenue coming in because it goes out to programs that, number one, a lot of Americans that pay into the system don't actually need or use, so it's kind of a waste for us, it seems like. And then when we pay into it, it's not efficiently run. There's a lot of wasteful spending. Why? Because it's government, and you're going to have a lot of wasteful spending. You have pet projects that are stupid and irrelevant. You have a lot of uh, programs that are funded that are unnecessary that could be done at the private level. But because of a centralized government, they find ways to uh, spend it on really dumb, really stupid projects, and it's a waste of taxpayer money. But now the truth comes out. With why the Democrats over the last year with the COVID pandemic and even now pushing for this $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan and this $3.5 trillion budget, we now know why they're pushing for this so hard. And it's because they finally hit the threshold of what they need to permanently stay in power. Here's what I mean. CNBC reports that today 61% of Americans last year in 2020 According to the Tax Policy, uh, tax policy Center, 61% of Americans paid zero federal income tax in the year 2020. Now, we know COVID had a lot to do with that, obviously, with people getting laid off, people struggling financially, whatever. We get it. The Democrats, the progressives, the one that want to expand these social programs, the one that just expanded the SNAP program by 25%, the ones that want to permanentize the COVID-19 unemployment benefits, the ones that want to permanentize the child tax credit being automatically deposited into your bank account to make the universal basic income, they want to keep that going because last year 61% of Americans paid no federal income tax. That's almost three-quarters of the nation that were not contributing into the federal government. Now, you contribute when you get your license, when you actually get your fees, when you get your registration for your vehicle, when you purchase on sales tax with items. So you're still contributing, but for it to be taken out of that paycheck, 61% of Americans did not do so. Now compare that to the prior years when we were under 50%. We were sitting around 44, 45, 46%, uh, which is what they've always, and we've talked about this, 44% in 2019. 76 million Americans, 44% of all Americans in the U.S. did not pay federal income tax in 2019. That jumped up from 44% to the 61% last year. That 44%, that was the threshold the conservatives talked about for years, saying that if that ever broke 50%, the Democrats would have a permanent threshold in Washington, D.C., because it would be the majority, the 51%, that Democratic popular vote, whatever, uh, of, of the mass population that would want to keep preserve and expand these social programs to the brink of collapse. And we could never let it get past that 51% because if it ever did, Republicans who want to cut these programs, who want to focus on getting back into the labor force, that actually want to focus on expanding the private sector, that want to grow the GDP at the private level and keep the government out of it, that try to limit the expenditures of the federal level, the ones that try to attack the ridiculous, absurd budgetary division at the federal level between discretionary spending and mandatory spending where we have all the mandatory spending on social programs, the ones that criticize that, the ones that want people to not live on the government dime, those individuals would never get elected again when the majority of the U.S. uh, uh, population would actually be on these programs. And it happened. This last year pushed us over that edge 
And we now have 61% of all taxpayers in this nation not paying federal income tax. Now, they show that it's supposed to go down over the next few years. According to the Tax Policy Center, it's expected to fall back down to 42% in 2022 and down to 41 to 42% by uh, through 2025. So over the next four years, it's going to go back down to that 40% threshold, even lower potentially of what it was in 2019. And they don't like that. So what do they do? They have to find a way to permanently make these social programs there to create this wage war, to create this fight for minimum wage at $15, $16 an hour that would drive all of these small businesses that can't afford that into not being able to hire anybody, which is, by the way, 90% of the workforce in this nation. It would drive all the small business out from being able to hire. It would destroy small business to even shut doors to put more people onto these programs and make them dependent. You really think the universal basic income, I mean, the child tax credit is going to go away when people start seeing $1,000 a month go into their paychecks every single uh, 15th of the month? Depending on, on average, they ran these stories, oh, like the family of five with the five kids, you know, oh, they're getting $1,000 in their paycheck. Cool. We finally got ours. It, was a, it wasn't direct deposit. It was actually a check mailed from the IRS. Not sure why they did that. $250 for ours. You know what that's going to? It's going directly into a savings account for her because we don't need it right now and we're not going to become dependent on that on a monthly basis because we're not doing that. They're creating the dependency because they realize they right now have a very slim opportunity. It's growing every day, but they have an opportunity to get what they've always wanted, which is the vast majority of Americans to not be paying into the system, but be taking the subsidies and the social programs. So that way the programs never go away because the voters will never vote for people that will get rid of those once they're on them. They've hit that threshold and they don't want to lose it because it shows they're going to lose it in the next year or two. Can they maintain it? Can they keep it? We now realize the deeper issue on why they're trying to pass so much so quickly and try to bankrupt this nation. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you. You can find us on our social media with the hashtag or the handle at who I'm still learning the whole social media thing at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason. Also on the website at HoosierReason.com. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, OurFreedomBook.com. Thanks for joining us and following us on all of those let's take this to another level shall we let's go a little bit deeper unveiling those layers of the onion like we like to do on the show not only is there no skin in the game financially so therefore that's why we see uh the democrats seeing the absolute money in their eyes and the golden opportunity to try and pass these massive spending bills and trying to use it as the victimization of society there's the you know they're all victims it's unfortunate that they don't have these opportunities we need to take care of them we need to improve you know expand the snap program for the food stamps we need to expand medicare and medicaid and obamacare we need to give more stimulus payments we need to it never ends but let's go a little bit deeper. When you don't have any skin in the game, do you really not only appreciate the products that you receive, but the country as a whole? How are you supposed to appreciate the nation when you've never actually sacrificed, quote unquote, for the nation? Now, I'm not talking about joining the military, although that's a major way to sacrifice for your nation, obviously, and give your time and life and everything else if you know to protect this nation. But I'm talking about just economically. If you're not paying any income tax into the nation, which last year, again, 61% of U.S. Americans did not. If you're not paying into that, then do you really appreciate the programs that are there? Or do you just uh, just expect them? It goes back to the childlike mentality that progressives are and the spoiled brat at home that doesn't have to pay uh, for anything, doesn't have to pay for their cell phone, doesn't have to pay for their gas for their car, doesn't have to pay for their car insurance, doesn't have to pay for just mom and dad take care of everything. Oh, you need some cash? All right, here's $100. Go have a fun weekend, son. Go have a good time. They're not financially obligated to anything. When they just hand them the vehicle, then do they really appreciate it as much? Maybe some do. But do they really honestly appreciate it that much? We're struggling right now with love of country, patriotism, which they're saying is evil nationalism, and that's horrible and bad, which obviously is not, and that's really dumb, and it's a dumb mindset to think that. But while we're dealing with a a mindset and a struggle trying to get people to appreciate the country that they live in because of the great uh, uh, fact that we, number one, can take care of individuals uh, when they actually fall, we do give them opportunity to succeed, or we try to at least. We have freedom of life, liberty, and private property to where you can keep what you actually earn and keep what you actually do. When we have a great nation that allows those type of opportunities, 
do you really appreciate it if you don't have any skin in the game? That's lead. Is that part of what's leading to the younger generation to want to burn the American flag, want to try and promote issues like you know North Korea and try to promote socialism and try and promote communism and support the whole Bernie Sanders movement? Is that leading to that mindset because they have no skin in the game? They're staying on their parents' insurance till the age of 25 or 26. They're living at home until the age of 30. They've never had to financially worry about anything. And appreciate and understand the difficult time that so many actually have to live through. While 61% of Americans aren't paying federal income tax, is that leading to people just not understanding how the system truly works and just expecting social programs to be there as that safety net, like we talked about yesterday or the two days ago, whatever it was, that there's honestly, when it comes down to it, there's no such thing as an actual safety net. As a social, there's no such thing as a social safety net because it could crumble at any time as soon as the system collapses. And when you put more pressure on those that do pay the taxes, then they get mad and either they can't afford it and become the ones that no longer can pay the taxes or they leave because they don't want to pay the taxes. Either way, we're stuck in a really bad situation. But again, the Democrats see that opportunity to not only try to financially ruin those by keeping that glass ceiling on them, by making them financially dependent on the government and cutting those opportunities to get off these social programs, but it's also creating those that just expect it and demand it rather than appreciate it and try to make it better. See how deep this goes? All by the progressives wanting to expand all these programs with this $3.5 trillion monstrosity that they call a federal budget. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, radio and TV and live streaming and podcasting all over the country. We are radio stations in multiple states right now, a couple TV stations as well. The podcast growing. Uh, We are on track to break yet another monthly record for downloads. Thank you for that. You can find us on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Also, our website and social media handles at Hoosier Reason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason and HoosierReason.com. So we've now learned the deeper, hidden, uh, bigger picture of the push by the Democrats to push this massive socialist spending package, $1.2 trillion infrastructure, this $3.5 trillion budget. We now know the deeper reason why. 
They see the threshold of what they need. They want to maintain it so that way they will never lose power again. As we see, 61% of Americans not paying any federal income tax last year, according to the Tax Policy Center. And that's supposed to drop back down into the low 40s by next year and throughout 2025. They don't want that because if they can break that 50% threshold, guess what? They've now locked in and solidified their uh, victory from here on out because how dare anybody would want to cut those programs if you're actually on the program. Talk some more about this and a heck of a lot more. Super excited to talk with this guy as we talk the latest in what's trending. What's trending today? Darn right. And he's got a new show coming up on Newsmax TV, which you can hear every Saturday at 10 p.m. A host of The Wise Guys, as he, uh, and then of all the other fun stuff that he does as well. Super excited to have on here Mr. John Tobacco with us. John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, my friend. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it very much. There's a lot that I want to talk to you about, but I want to get your thoughts on this for a second. We read the the CNBC story where last uh, last year, 2020, 61% of Americans did not pay federal income tax. Obviously, COVID had, COVID had something to do with that, but is there any link between that and the Democrats now pushing these massive expansion of all these programs to keep people on not having to pay their federal income tax? Because I'm pretty sure that once you get that voter base on the program, they're not going to vote for people to take away said social program, won't they? Well, I think um, de Tocqueville said it, and then Ronald Reagan became more famous to say it, but democracy is only lasts as long as the people realize they can vote themselves money out of the Treasury. <laughs> and uh, to your point exactly, these socialists, these crazy nut jobs like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Elon Omar and Chuck Schumer, they want to put every single American and they want to get them younger and younger on the dole, on the government dole, stay home, eat fast food, don't work, get fat, be lazy. The government is here to solve your problems. And the more and more people they get on the dole, the less and less people will pay taxes. And uh, to your point, uh, I think it is all part of a bigger foil out there to change this country. And Chuck Schumer, if you remember, said it right after the elections. He said, now we win Georgia and then we change America. He was honest with us. Their goal is to change America and they're doing it day by day. They're doing it right in front of our eyes, and it doesn't seem like we're doing enough to try and stop some of this. I mean, obviously, I mean, you follow a lot of cryptocurrency and talk a lot about digital currencies. You talk a lot about the economy. I mean, what is the threshold here? At what point can we not sustain that any longer? We heard the, the even the rift between millionaires and billionaires because the millionaires wanted billionaires to pay 99% of all the revenue they generated last year during COVID to pay into the government with a tax because then we could really stop COVID if we just had all the billionaires give all the profits they made last year to the federal government. That would somehow just go away. At what point can we not sustain this this idiocy any longer? Yeah, well, we haven't been able to sustain it for a while. I talk about it a lot on my show, Wise Guys, that, you know, as a guy who's been in the financial markets for the last 30 years, we can't keep running this imaginary printing press in the sky and think there isn't some kind of Armageddon to pay for it down the line. But uh, Joe Biden and his folks down there in the New American Socialists, they want to just keep adding on to that national debt, trillions and trillions. I think he's added 30 percent to the to the entire national debt in six months um it's scary what's happening and every single day i'm seeing people in america um kind of wake up from 
what they call pluralistic ignorance. Everybody's kind of looking around each other. Is this normal? I don't think it's normal, but everybody else is acting like it's normal. So maybe it is. And nobody's saying enough. Andy. And I think more and more people, and I'm, I'm making this point a lot, about 60% of my viewing audience on Wise Guys are women. Okay. Wow. And I'm seeing more and more women, older women, I call them mama bears and granny bears. They're out there at these rallies, at these protests, because, you know, the women that can smell a rat from a mile away and they know when their kids are in danger. And uh, seeing women involved tells me that maybe a movement is starting to stand up to this crap. Well, that's very true. And we're seeing a lot of women run for office. I mean, we see uh, Lauren Bober out of Colorado that ran just because she wanted to do something. We see Kathy Barnett running in Pennsylvania. We see a lot of women all over the nation wanting to jump into races and do something. Because you're right, once you upset the mama bears, then it's game on because they don't take any crap. Nah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, on Wise Guys, we fool around. I'm sure you could tell, Andy, that I'm uh, of Italian-American descent. Uh <laughs> from my accent, but you know, in uh, Italian families and many Irish families and other families, you know, you need a few extra bucks. You go to grandpa, um, but you need some good advice. You go to grandma and the grandmas could smell a rat from a mile away and they see what's happening. And I see them, you know, we had a rally last week here in New York on a Sunday. I saw a lot of grandma bears out there who would usually be home stirring a pot of Sunday sauce. Um, and they're out there with their signs and their horns and their whistles. And, uh, you know, people are actually waking up. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not too late. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And by the way, I do enjoy the Italian accent. I, I have a couple of my best buddies since college that have been my best friends for years uh, that are very strong Italians. And get a few adult beverages in me, and I end up trying to, like, mimic your dialect. So it's it's kind of entertaining for sure. Um, let's, let's, take it to, let's take it to another level and, and mirror this with COVID right now. And I know you've had some confrontation with COVID and with some of the mask mandates as well. We see some litigation potentially happening down in Florida with some of the uh, school boards down there and the Biden administration wanting to take on uh, Governor DeSantis down in Florida. So there's some issues going on there, but is there a light at the end of the tunnel here? We're seeing potentially mandated vaccines. We're seeing the masks come back. Where's the end of this? Because obviously the virus isn't going anywhere. Well, look, uh, you may remember going back to uh, November and December, I was uh, one of the team of owners of a place called Max Public House here in Staten Island, New York. And we defied the governor and the mayor's edicts that they were just arbitrarily deciding what restaurants can open and close, um, you know, based off of some unscientific color codes. Uh, we fought back one of my co-hosts on our weekly show, Wise Guys on Newsmax, Lou Gelamino. He's a great attorney. Um, he brought a lawsuit on behalf of over 200 restaurants here in New York and won. And we restored, you know, at least partial indoor dining. And to me, one of the lights at the end of the tunnel is this. With all due respect to my friends out there in Kansas, I think New York City is the heartbeat of the world. Mm. And if they want to put New York City back on life support, I can tell you there are a lot of great patriots in Staten Island and Brooklyn and other boroughs here that are not going to stand for it. And Lou Gelamino and Mark Fonte, my attorneys, they just yesterday brought a new lawsuit in New York State Supreme Court to fight back, asking for injunctive relief to stop this. And I think we need the justice system to come in and re restore some order because many of these blue city mayors and these blue state governors are overreaching with powers that I don't think they have and other attorneys don't think they have. So, 
Maybe some great attorneys like Lou and Mark are going to come in and get a landmark win, and then other people around the country will follow. This isn't a New York movement, but yeah. if New, as New York goes, I think the country goes and the world goes. And if we could show that here in Staten Island we fight back and we stand up to them, we punch back and we win, that might inspire other people to start going out there and fighting the same because we need a national movement, Andy. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. I'm glad because we got just about a minute or so left. So I wanted to ask you that as the last question is, is that what it's going to take? By the way, we're talking with John Tobacco, author, uh, host of the Newsmax TV show, Wise Guys. You can hear him on Newsmax TV Saturday nights at 10 p.m. You can also follow him on his social media and the Tweety at Johnny Tobacco as well. Is that what it's going to take? Is the civil, quote unquote, disobedience by people refusing to mandate masks and vaccines to walk into your store, to walk into your restaurant? to just get back to normal and not listen to the local government when they tell you to do that. Is that what it's going to finally take to get back on track here? You know what? Um, last night I was lucky enough to be over in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn at my friend Rocco's Rocco's pastry shop. They put a big sign in their window that they're not going to segregate people. They're not going to ask for VAC cards. They're not going to discriminate. And it's turning into almost like a little cult. There's people showing up there every night supporting them. And I think little by little, you said it right, civil disobedience. You can have all the rallies and protests you want, shouting and yelling and screaming, but people need to start doing more and taking action. And I'm seeing it happen on the on the justice side. I'm seeing it happen on the, on the people's side. And, you know, quite frankly, um, one of the great things about America is the Second Amendment. And many people out there in the country don't realize that the Second Amendment was for the people to protect themselves not against trespassers on their property, but against the tyrannical government. And I think more and more people are polishing up their rifles and, uh, you know, preparing for the worst because these uh, socialists, they just have no mercy. And uh, I hope Americans can find a peaceful way to do it. But this country was founded on, you know, fighting back and uh, people need to fight back right now Andy. Yeah, that's what we do. We're Americans. We're we're tough and we don't stand for any oh, any crap and we do what's necessary to make sure that uh, we preserve our freedoms, liberties and private property every single day. It's John Tobacco. You can find him on Newsmax TV at 10 p.m. on Saturday nights, Newsmax TV with the Wise Guys. John, it's great to talk to you, my friend. It's an honor. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. My friend, anytime. God bless you and all your fans out there in Kansas. Please tune in this Saturday night. Real people talk to America on the fastest growing cable network in America, Newsmax. Thanks, Dan. Newsmax TV. There it is, John. We appreciate it very much. We'll do that again here real soon. Lots more coming up. Got to wrap up the show today for a Thursday, the pre-Friday celebration. There you go. Getting you fired up to watch some Newsmax TV. One of the last few conservative networks talking about great stuff on TV. Kind of awesome, right? With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Wrapping up today for a pre-Friday celebration. It's hard to believe today's already a Thursday, and this is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio, plus the TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Thanks again to John Tobacco coming on the program. You can find him on Newsmax TV Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. Watch that one. Always a pleasure to... Uh, awesome to get him on the show. We'll get him back on the show again real soon. Great guest. So we love that. A couple of headlines for you to kind of uh, reiterate what we had talked about with John right now is that there is really very few ways for you to actually be able to fight some of this garbage. Look, and I had this discussion on social media, what was it, last night, two nights ago, whatever it was, where uh, individuals say, well, you know what, the mask mandates, that's just the law. You just have to go along with it. And if you don't like them, then just change the elected officials out and challenge it in court. But until then, just abide by the rules because you just have to abide by the rules. That's just all you have to do. You're, you're, you're conservative. You just follow the rules. And when the rules tell that, you just have to do it. You just have to go along with it because that's just what you have to do. And for so many people, it's just not true. And I laughed and eventually just made the comment of you would have been the one that would not have, you know, done the revolution back in the day. And I'm not advocating for that in any way, shape or form today is a revolution. Not talking about that. That's not what we're doing. We want to be very clear about that. That's not what any of us are doing. But to just go along blindly just because a politician makes a bad law doesn't make you a good citizen. If they try to take your guns away, then... It's your duty to say no. Civil disobedience on a mandate that is not a law, by the way. You have to be you have to remember this. If they're trying to mandate masks in the school, it is not a law. It is a mandate, which means it's not enforceable by law enforcement, which means other than the business saying, well, either you have to get out because you're not wearing the mask. Okay, fine. I'll go somewhere else. If the school district says you have to wear it or else your kid can't go to school there. Okay, fine. You're going to go homeschool. But uh, if it's a mandate, like what you walking down the street or walking into a public venue, they can mandate it. It's not a law. And eventually it's going to take Americans to stand up and say the civil disobedience as a business. No, sorry, government, local government, city council, county commission, whatever. I'm not going to mandate people to have to get the vaccine and prove their vaccine status when they walk into my shop. No, sorry, local government, city council, county commission. I'm not going to mandate someone to wear a mask to walk into my shop. You can mandate that, but I'm not going to force it onto my customers or my employees because it's my business and it's my choice to do so. 
and I'm not going to make that happen. It's going to take that type of civil disobedience to say, no, we can't abide by it. Because just because an elected official is an elected official in a representative government, in a constitutional republic where you elect someone to represent you in the government that makes legislation, they didn't vote on it. They didn't do it. Even the city council, county commission, if they voted on that stuff, then you disobey those. We're not talking about breaking the law here and harming someone's life, liberty, or private property. We're talking about civil disobedience to a law, a a mandate, not even a law. It's a mandate that is illegal and unconstitutional. And eventually when people get sick and tired of the rules and the rules and the rules and the continued uh, abuse of it and the continued of taking advantage of the situation, when we finally had enough, more businesses are going to be the ones standing up More employees are going to be the ones standing up and saying, I'm just not going to go along with this. And I tell you, when that starts to happen, there's a ripple effect. When a school district sees a 30% drop in student enrollment because all the parents are taking them to homeschooling or doing the micro-schooling, which, God, we got to get somebody on for the micro-schooling. I really want to talk about someone who does micro-schooling. And if you know anybody, please email me, network at gmail.com, or go to the website at hoosierreason.com and send me an email from there. But I want to talk to somebody with the micro-schooling because I love that idea. It's essentially schooling, but in the backyard with 10 kids from around the community where the parents are the ones teaching. That's the way education used to be before we said, hey, you know, it'd work a lot better if we just put the government involved in it. You just pay taxes and we just handle all of it. Don't worry about a thing. We'll take care of all of it. You don't have to worry about nothing. It's like the drunk grandpa being like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll get you that. (laughs) Take a look at this. That's what the government did when they took over the public education system to make it public. Before, it used to be the parents in the area taking, you know, 10, 20 kids in a school building or in a church and educating them. Go back to the micro-schooling. When the school districts start seeing a 30% drop in enrollment of students, they lose money from the Department of Education and from your local state government and property taxes from the community. They lose that money. They don't want that. You have the power to change it. Pull your kid out if that's what they start mandating. If a business starts seeing a 50% drop in their customers because they're mandating masks and vaccines, guess what? That's hard on the bottom line. They can't survive. They're going to change their policy pretty quick. You have the power to the business, and the business is going to start disregarding the mandates because they're not a legal thing enforced by law enforcement. And guess what? You've just made the politician trying to take advantage of the situation completely powerless because we have the power, and we'll do that. Podcast going up in a bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. Everyone have a great Thursday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.